Welcome to All Things Weddings, helping you navigate your wedding planning journey. And here are your hosts, Scott and Hannah. Hello, welcome to All Things Weddings. I'm Scott, the photographer behind Scott Carney Photography. And I'm Hannah, the wedding planner behind Hannah Rachel Weddings. We're here to help you navigate your planning, to freely share tips, insights and behind the scenes so you hopefully feel less overwhelmed and stress-free while planning your gorgeous wedding. Wanting on all our tips and to listen to us chat to some of our favourite suppliers? Well then, let's dive straight in. Hey Hannah, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, it's not bad. I was just saying to you before, I've got this really awful sicky cold bug that's going around so I sound a bit um a bit hoarse so please excuse me but yes other than that January is looking pretty nice what about you yeah so I mean I was yeah I was the same was I was ill at the beginning of January and then it just feels like it's taking a little while to get into things but um yeah I've still got like a couple of weddings to edit from December which were like the end of like 29th 30th of December um they're really nice weddings but yeah winter weddings are always like slightly more challenging for editing and stuff because it's generally more inside it's dark very early things like that so um so yeah so i've got them to edit so i'm kind of working on them the next couple of weeks and then uh i'll be caught up with that which is good and then yeah just still quite a lot of stuff to do i've still got to get like my best of 2023 out when i've finished those two edits and things like that so i'm trying to kind of box off everything in january from last year um and then february we're kind of moving forward so yeah but um but yeah, otherwise, all all good really. And yeah, it's very cold at the minute. Um, mm. isn't it? It's got really cold recently. There was a bit of snow the other day, and yeah, it's just very January, isn't it? That's the thing. But um but yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think once you get over that, then hopefully. But then, you know, I think it only gets worse, doesn't it? Really, the weather. We have snow in March, don't we? So we'll just have to see where we, we go on that one. But yeah, it is very cold. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so January. I mean, for in terms of weddings and stuff, like I, obviously, I'm not shooting anything in January. Sometimes I do. Um, I actually had an inquiry this week for January 2026. So, you know, people are obviously, you know, do get married in January, I guess. So, you know, if that's you, then obviously, uh, I hope your wedding goes amazingly. But um, yeah, like a lot of inquiries. I think obviously, generally, it's you know, it's pretty common, isn't it, where people you get to the new year, you get Christmas and New Year out the way, and then suddenly it's 2024 or whatever year and then you realize oh, i'm getting married this year or we're getting married it's only one year now or whatever that kind of thing and things become a bit real and people start you know sort of inquiring a lot more i think as well i guess people are like a bit poor in january generally a little bit it's like you say it's cold you're just in on the night so it's quite a good time for people to like sit and look through you know people's websites and start planning a bit and stuff so yeah, I feel like January, February, a little bit of March, usually my busiest in terms of inquiries and bookings if I go off the last few years. Um, so, yeah, so I guess if you're out there starting to plan, then that's something to bear in mind, like, I suppose, reaching out to suppliers as early as possible. But, um, but yeah, for me, it's very much just, I, can't, I always email all my couples for the year. So beginning of January, usually whatever the first week I'm back in the offices, I email everyone who I've currently got booked in for this year just to say, you know, oh, hey, happy new year can't believe it's this year already and you know just a few little sort of just basically just say here's when your final bounce is due here's when i'm going to send your questionnaire out here's when you know we'll probably look to start trying to meet those kind of things just so i feel like everyone kind of knows where they're at at the beginning of the year because some of these couples you know I've, i might have chatted to on and off i might have like you know had a bit of chat to on instagram things like that but if they booked say two years ago they don't you know i don't have much to do with them until it gets to the year of the wedding so unless their wedding's like january february obviously um so yeah so i do that so um yeah a lot of people are probably hearing from their suppliers now i guess what about you 
I think, you know, going on back onto that point, I think that's a really good thing to do um, because obviously after you've had Christmas and New Year, if you're getting married this new year, in theory, like 2024, you, it all of a sudden just hit you like, oh my gosh, we are getting married this year. And then I feel like the months get, it goes really quickly on the run up to your wedding. So I feel like it is really nice if suppliers do reach out to their couples at the beginning of the year sort of say hi you know maybe we haven't spoken for a little bit or this is the kind of the plan going forward how everything's gonna move forward you know because I think couples do start to there's that little panic isn't there like oh gosh you know we've got actually we've kind of put everything on pause for a bit we thought we'd done everything and now we actually need to start sort of finalizing the little details so a bit like you I've reached out to um a lot of my couples and sort of you know I do normally have sort of correspondence with them throughout, you know, from when they book, normally they'll pop me over a few questions or like you say, we'll catch up on Instagram. Um, But yeah, just a bit more of a structured kind of email saying, look, hi, this is what we're going to be doing. This is what we need to think about going forward. Let's book in some initial chats and kind of see where you are, how up to date you are with everything. Um, And then I think when you kind of, have those chats with your suppliers you're then really you're a bit more settled into the next the lead up to your wedding aren't you I think that does really help so I think that's what January February like you said is a good is good for and then obviously you know you get people who have just got engaged at Christmas and New Year or maybe the end of last year but didn't really want to do anything because they were really busy on the lead up to Christmas and now obviously it's a really exciting time because you're you are you're googling and you're looking through Instagram and Pinterest and you're getting ideas for for your own wedding and you're starting to think about that so I think it is a really exciting time of year in the wedding industry you know for for a lot of people for suppliers and for for couples which is is really nice especially after you've you know you're on a bit of a come down from the Christmas and New Year buzz it's nice to have something to look forward to like going into the year isn't it yeah because summer obviously like like say you're basically just at weddings or you know dealing with stuff just before or just after or like editing in my case and so yeah there's you kind of in a bit of a flow then in the summer. So it is kind of nice in the winter to be able to chill a little bit. They say take time to catch up with couples and just, yeah, tick off a lot of the lists, like updating the website and things like that. So um, it's kind of been nice to go through that. And I feel like you get a little bit more of my to-do list ticked off in the winter, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to like hear from couples. And like I say, I think a lot of them will kind of book a supply and then it's like, right, got that, tick that off and then kind of move on. You don't necessarily overly think about it until... Um, yeah, it starts to get close and you're like, oh, I wonder what they need off me and stuff like that. So um, I think it's always nice when when uh, they can kind of get something that's fairly comprehensive and stuff. But yeah, if you just got engaged, like I say, it's, um, I think we, I can't remember what episode it was, which probably would have been helpful. But yeah, one of our episodes, we did discuss it a little bit, didn't we? And we said like, it's so overwhelming. So although it's really, really fun, because like you say, you just can jump on Instagram, Pinterest and whatever, like wedding blogs and websites and stuff. And you're just starting to look like, yeah, what venues do we want or you know what time of year and like you can start having these proper discussions and it's a very exciting time because like I say they're basically you've got every possibility open to you at the moment haven't you until you've booked a date in a venue I guess you start narrowing things down a little bit to start with it can just be this whole mass of like amazing wedding world stuff I guess depending on how you feel about weddings but um but yeah I think we've always said haven't we on a few episodes where the top thing is always like to start with just sit with your partner you know, family, friends, whoever it is, it's really important. Usually just you and your partner, but whoever is going to be key in the kind of wedding day 
you know planning side of things and just go through like what your must haves and like what you're not so bothered about kind of your priorities and things like that because then then that kind of narrows it down a bit doesn't it you get an idea of what you're looking for and you know festival tp style you're probably going to be hoping for a bit of better weather and going maybe summer you know if you want a winter wedding there might be other challenges and so like yeah just there's a lot to think about isn't it but it's super exciting so it's like kind of trying to get too overwhelmed try and sit and make a bit of a list of your priorities your budget a little bit as well discuss that of like i always think of it a bit like grand designs so it's like what's how much do you, do you want to spend now realistically what can you actually go to if it goes over because it always seems to and um, what's your kind of max ceiling where like if you go over that you're going to be really like a bit annoyed about it which is where you don't want to be so it's like where can you get to where you still think well it's been an amazing day we're happy that we spent that kind of thing you know we're aiming for a bit lower but if we go to that it's fine and i think once you've got those kind of a few little areas you can start looking at things and there's tons of wedding fairs at the moment isn't there and like open days and i've seen so many venues doing like open days and stuff like that so you can just go around and yeah start to look at some places and hopefully you know you'll feel when you go in straight away like yeah this is the place for us or this isn't the vibe we want and you can go look at other stuff as well so definitely i think that's really important what you said then about sort of vibe like i had a site visit with one of my couples one of my full planning couples this week actually and we went around a venue and we were talking about it's your gut feeling you know you can look at the venue you can take in all the information you can have a wander around and see how the space is going to work but you've got to have it's that gut feeling how does it make you feel can you visualize yourself being there on your wedding day with all your friends and family and I think that is so important like when you've got that list of priorities and dislikes you know you're always we we talk a lot about compromises don't we on the podcast and you know there's always going to be certain compromises but on the whole do you feel that like that encapsulates what you want to achieve and I think that's that's sort of really important and again obviously is it going to come within your budget budget is so important when you're starting planning yeah you might not know exactly how much your everything's going to cost but you'll have an idea of how much you're going to be able to to save and how much you you feel comfortable spending because you you know weddings are they can be endless really you know you could spend an endless amount of money but it's weighing up what's important to you and, and how much you have and i think if we're talking about sort of what else you can consider sort of at the beginning of your planning before maybe you've chosen a venue it's things like what like you touched on uh scott sort of like what season what season is important for you do you have a day of the week that you like um that you think you might want to get married a year i think that's things are really important to think about before you go and view venues because that you know they different venues take on different bookings don't they Scott sort of in the year some might take a very limited exclusive amount of weddings um and some might you know have weddings a couple of times a week it, again different venues different vibes different setups so it's important to think about you know the year season and day of the week because some venues will be booked up years in advance um and then it's thinking about sort of 
whereabouts in the world you might like to get married because that has quite a an impact on maybe how many guests you invite um if you're maybe getting married abroad you know is there sort of a limitation of how many guests might travel is there cost involved with that um do you maybe only want a small wedding you know like elopements are you more wanting something like that that completely changes again the vibe that you go for doesn't it scott i think it's quite fun to go around loads of venues so i wouldn't really mind it but obviously there is a limitation on people's time and like you say, just how many places are you going to go and visit really? So you probably need at least a rough idea. Like, you know, if you for sure know that like, well, we definitely need, I don't know, this many from your family, this many from your family, and these are our best friends. And like the bare minimum number would be a hundred or 50 or whatever it is, you know, where it's like, there's no way we wouldn't invite these people. And it gives you a rough idea. And if you're going to view venues, like most places, obviously you're going to be able to accommodate normal amounts. Obviously you've got a thousand guests, it's going to be harder. And if you've got 20, it might be, you know, harder or more, you know, quite expensive to hire certain venues just for 20 guests. But, you know, on the whole, if you've got a normalish number, you're probably fine, but it's still worth checking because there's no point in going to see a venue. And then especially if you fall in love with it and you're like, oh, actually we can't accommodate that. You know, like if staying on site is an absolute vital part for you because you're like, I really don't want to have to worry about transport some places don't have accommodation or whatever so then you know that's obviously you might rule them out completely or at least it's another thing that you might if you want to compromise on it for the right venue but, but yeah so it's just there's quite a lot to think about and like you say we don't want to overwhelm but it's like you say just getting those at least those first few important things down you might know i don't know you might have looked at venues or been to other weddings at certain venues or like you say you've seen them online already and stuff i know a lot of people start following suppliers or venues and have an idea even though they're not engaged yet so they might start having an idea anyway of what they want. But yeah, if you have literally no clue, then um, yeah, just remember, especially 2024, there's like an infinite possibilities essentially of what you can do. I know there's some legalities around ceremonies which we talked about in our celebrant episode. Um, so go check that out if you're interested in that. But on the whole, you can kind of do what you want these days and you, there's fields you can hire and you can completely DIY it and teepees and marquees and there's like castles and you know stately homes and village halls and so many different options of different budgets for different styles that yeah it's always worth thinking about what you want first and then kind of trying to narrow it down a little bit maybe going to a few open days then once you've got a bit of a shorter list um and yeah like I say just feeling for that vibe I guess and and you might really fall in love with the place or even the staff or you know there's a lot that kind of around the day that's not just even the venue isn't there so um there's a lot you've got to get you know get on board especially once you book that venue it's usually big deposits it's not kind of something you want to be you know having to walk away from or cancel so it's a pretty big decision and it might affect a lot of things like you say which suppliers you're going to have and, and all the rest of it so um yeah i'd always do that have a look through like the fine print and stuff it's all boring stuff and you fall in love with the place and you just want it and then you know like I say yeah it's important to check options they have available and stuff before you go too crazy but yeah then once you got your venue it's yeah just time to start having fun isn't it and like looking for your suppliers and all that kind of stuff and um but yeah i think they're the key things really out there is like you definite must have so what your things you can kind of compromise on but you know what you can't and then you kind of at least rough idea of a budget you know whether it's like 10 to 20 grand or you know 70 to 100 but like having a, at least some sort of idea of budget gives you probably yeah some options of venues and stuff like that so definitely um and then outside of that like we said your numbers how many guests where in the world you want to get married and what kind of season or day of the week and um, all of those kind of things are really good to have a little think about before you go and and view anywhere because like you said it is very timely you know it's, it's time it takes a lot of time to view places um 
And then once you've got your venue, like you said, Scott, this is where everything becomes very real. Very exciting. You have that day. You know where you're going to get married and you then want to start sort of building up your team of suppliers. Um, obviously, one of the first things you're probably want, going to want to think about is actually your ceremony, because that is kind of the whole point of the wedding, I think anyway, and um, actual getting married. Um, so whether that be a civil ceremony, a celebrant-led ceremony, maybe a legal, you know, sort of like a church or a religious ceremony, um, it's really important to think about that and the structure of that, how that's going to factor into your day. Do you Are you going to have a church ceremony, so which is going to be different to your reception venue? Are you going to have everything all within the one place? Are you maybe going to have a blessing and then get legally married the day before or the day after? Um, so I think it's really important to think about that and get a date, because if you are going to have a civil ceremony or religious ceremony, you'll want to book the time in contact the church, contact the registry office, um, because it's really important that you get the, the time you want. And sometimes venues stipulate certain times, like they can't uh, accommodate a wedding too early or too late. So it's really important to check that out with your venue before you contact anybody, just in case they do have any restrictions. Yeah, like venues will probably help you, won't they? But yeah, for sure, because you know I've spoken to calls before where they've had to have like a really early ceremony or a really late ceremony purely because yeah, so they booked the venue and then didn't get in touch with the registrars straight away. And, you know, when they finally realized they had to do that and they got in touch, there wasn't any, you know, the more popular, you know, midday kind of slots available, I guess, which, you know, a lot of people might think they just work at the venue, but the registrars, like you say, are from the registry office. So, you know, when you go to a registry office wedding, obviously people are conducting the ceremony there and then they usually have a team that they send out to the venues. So it's good. they cover quite a lot of venues um, and obviously they're all hosting weddings. So it's like, especially on peak days and things, you've got Saturday in August, you know, the slots are going to book up fast. So I think the most important thing, especially even when you inquire the venue, you know, they're free and you're basically about to book. You can maybe get in touch with the registrars and just make sure there is a slot available and then book the venue, book the registrar. Or like I say, if you're doing a celebrant, it's a little bit more flexible, but um, yeah, then you'll still potentially need that legal ceremony. So um, yeah, my first wedding of the year actually, which is in, 2nd of March, 4th of March, wherever that Saturday is anyway, the first Saturday in March. Um, but yeah, they're having a celebrant for the day and then they get, they're doing the legal part of the day before. So I'm going to the registry office, just them and their parents, which is really nice, just to do the ceremony on the Friday. And then on Saturday, they're having their full wedding. So um, so yeah, that's going to be really fun. But yes, yeah, so they're doing it that way, which is popular as well. So like I say, yeah, once you know, it's fine, but definitely get that booked in because that's going to be... I say there's a lot of legal stuff around that. And that's like I say, kind of the key thing, isn't it? Like that's the actual getting married part, which is kind of, and then you structure the day around that because once you know the time of your ceremony, I say you can kind of structure it. But yeah, I work a lot of venues where, you know, they, they always basically have to have two o'clock or you have to have a certain time because they've got guests from the day before saying they check out and then you check in and things like that, where they couldn't do an 11 o'clock ceremony because they wouldn't be able to turn it around in time. And so, yeah, it's a good point just to kind of check, basically just have a lot of, communication i guess between like registrars or the church or the celebrant when you choose one um and the venue and just make sure that's all aligned because then you can kind of get everything else around that 
Definitely. Really, really important. Um, so that's what we would probably say is one of the first things to book after or during the process of booking your venue and um, to make sure that all aligns and you can get the time you want. And then really it's, you know, there's no right or wrong, is there, Scott, for booking uh, suppliers. You don't have to have, you know, a uh, a photographer or a coordinator or a cake maker you can pretty much design your wedding however you want to and um, so it is it is up to you whatever suppliers you contact and who you book but what we normally sort of say is go back to that list of priorities what's really high up on the list of priorities for you and get them booked in because suppliers you know, yeah, we do have last minute availability, but if you want a key day, you know, any time between maybe April and September, um, you want a Saturday, they those dates do typically go, you know, quite quickly. So you you do want to be looking um to book them as as soon as you you possibly can, as soon as you've got a supplier that you like, it is really helpful to get them booked in. Um, and what we probably sort of suggest is do a little bit of research, you know, have a little bit of a Google if you want to go on people's websites, look through Instagram, have a little look through Pinterest. Is there anybody that, you know, whose work really speaks to you? Is you really like their style? Check Instagram's great because you, I, I personally think you really get to know the person behind, you know, like the camera or the person, you know, get to know the cake maker or the stylist and you really get to a feel for their personality and what's important to them and I think um it is quite curated as we've talked about before Instagram but you can get a feel for for whether their work is going to align with you certainly for something like photography I guess or like something where you're getting a physical thing I guess but um yeah like you want to look through probably some full galleries if you can or you want to look through a decent amount of work obviously but because, yeah, they're only putting the best out. But we also only really share what we want to shoot is what we kind of tell, you know, other photographers say. It's like share the stuff on Instagram, blog these sort of images, do things where they're the kind of weddings you want to shoot because that's obviously going to attract the right people. So you get a good feel for someone when you look through Instagram of like what style they actually most want and things like that. And, yeah, that would give you a good idea, I guess, of like even just to start with because I think when we had Freya on, we talked about it a lot, obviously, in the photography episode. But, um, yeah, just, you know, there's so many different styles and options and like you say it's 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 kind of overwhelming but even just to start with just start looking through people's pages and instagrams and websites and you'll probably start getting a feel for the styles that you like and don't like you might be like i don't you might not know what it is you like about them or don't like about them um but you know that's going to probably help because you can be like oh, actually for whatever reason I just i just don't like this certain style or actually yeah we really love this style and at least it narrows it down it might not be that exact photographer but you kind of start to get an idea of like we like more yeah filmic muted kind of tones or we like really bold and colorful or you know we want more of a documentary style or a pose style and you know all that and even with like planning i guess it's similar isn't it there's very different styles of people how people plan weddings as as a planner so and i know i think i mentioned it on the episode we talked about my own wedding and not I'm not saying this because you're here and because i work in industry but like i wish we'd had some sort of on the day you know, I probably wouldn't have needed a full planning because I knew a lot of people. I work in the industry. We kind of knew what we wanted. We didn't have that many suppliers. So I was okay on that front. Um, I do think it's really good if you have no clue because it's very helpful. But, you know, on the day coordination, I definitely would have had if we could go back now just for all the things I mentioned in that episode, like, you know, the amount of stuff I had to do the night before and then on the morning and letting everyone in the gate and just loads of little things. Um, go and listen to that episode if you want to hear a while. But 
but yeah that's the only one the downsides i think i said about my wedding wasn't it the one of the only negatives was like i didn't chill as much on the morning as i would have liked to just because i had this stuff to do which is what an on the day coordinator and i think people might sometimes like you know you've watched that like j-lo film or whatever or like you think planners are only really for like celebrity you know million pound weddings or whatever and it doesn't it's not necessarily the case you know it doesn't have to cost a gazillion pounds but having someone there on the day can actually be a godsend so so yeah i don't know but like you just say you just got to sort of think about these things because i think people sometimes you overlook things or you're quite excited and you book things and then maybe like say you know a year later you're sort of still flicking through stuff and especially once you flick like you're engaged on facebook if that's still a thing or you just start looking and googling wedding related things you're going to start seeing a lot of adverts you're going to start just being fed wedding stuff so um so yeah i think like you know having that you don't want to have a dread down the line where you're like actually now i prefer this now actually you know having to spend more time looking at stuff so you know do take your time yes you do have to reach out to suppliers early enough especially if it's someone you really love because they probably will like say potentially book up two years in advance sometimes but you just never know and you know, I was saying before, I mean, I've got like the first two weekends in August have been crazy busy for inquiries and, you know, I've booked those up ages ago, but then I've got two August Saturdays still free and we're in January. So it's, it's not like you don't have to completely write them off. Um, you could reach out to suppliers and see, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely worth reaching out to them, but you know, there's no harm. And I said, I think I said it in an episode before as well. Like there's no harm in us. You know, I don't mind people getting in touch with me and I'm happy to spend time emailing them. We can jump on a call. Like if they don't decide to book, it's not the end of the world for me. Like I'm, you know, I'd rather them know me and decide then and then book or not book. It's fine. All I will say is please do tell your suppliers if you're, you know, when you're not booking or you are booking, just let us know because uh, we don't like being ghosted. But other than that, like, yeah, I don't mind jumping on calls to people, even if they're not 100% sure. I'd rather them like do that and narrow it down that way than just not get in touch because they think, oh, they must, they must be way too expensive or they must be too busy or there's no way they'll be free on a Saturday in August or all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, you never know. Reach out, have a chat to them. I think that is really crucial, isn't it? When you've got an idea of what kind of style you like and who you're leaning toward, like you said, you might have a couple of people you're between and it really does sometimes just come down to their personality. So it is really important to reach out to your supplier, to, you know, potential suppliers and say, look, have you got time for us to have a little call just to chat through your services, your prices? Because we know not everybody puts prices online. Um and you know just so we can get a feel for what service you can offer because everybody is different like photographers everybody will offer a different length of coverage they include different things some people include um certain amounts like a certain size gallery prints albums you know it is second shooters it, it can vary um so it is nice to be able to chat through the offerings with the potential supplier to see if that fits into your kind of style of day and then go from there um and i think you know it's it is really important to to be able to do that and have the space and if any supplier says oh no we don't we won't have a call with you then maybe sort of question why that might be are they are they even the right supplier for you you know i think it is really important to build you work so closely with your team and um, going forward that it's really important that you have the opportunity to get to know them yeah i just i just find it weird if people i understand it takes up a lot of time right it does like especially like january february like i'm not busy shooting but yeah like there'll be weeks where every evening i'll have a call with a potential couple and obviously none of them might book and then it's like well yeah, it's a, it is frustrating, but it's not like, say, I really don't mind. Like, I like chatting to them anyway. It's nice, and I'd rather them know I'm for them or not for them 
and then book rather than just being like, yeah, it seems like he's all right. We haven't really chatted to him, but his work's all right. We'll book him. And then, you know, regret it down the line, which I'm sure they wouldn't, but you know, you just, yeah, I'd rather just chat to people. Even just half an hour, there's no, no hardships. I don't think people would mind. Um, what to include in your inquiry emails then? So when people are starting to, you know, email suppliers, they've got a bit of a list, you know, short list. They want to start reaching out to them, you know, just to see if they're available or the pricing even, or maybe to arrange a call. What, what's kind of important for you then or what do you think is important for couples to put on the inquiries so I get a very vast array of yeah you know styles of people inquiring so yeah I think sometimes you get people who are just really excited that they found you they love your work and they just say hi like can we have a call and you've got no details you don't have a clue where the wedding is or anything so I think the first things that are really important to include is your date of your wedding the full date so the day the month the year and um, that's really really helpful for us I know it sounds really simple but the amount of inquiries I've had where that's been missed off and um, yeah so the date and location so is it a marquee a TP, a yurt in your field or your back garden is it a venue um and where is the ceremony and reception going to take place uh, it's really helpful if you know whether you're going to have have religious ceremony in a church or you're having a civil ceremony on site or a blessing and so it's really good for us to know sort of how that day is going to sort of be structured so then we can work out if we need to be split between two venues if there's travel and certain things like that and then um, numbers an idea of guest numbers is really really useful and what you're interested in in from us so what sort of service or product you want so for me are you looking at full planning partial planning on the day coordination or maybe you don't know and you want some help give me it's really good if you could give me some ideas of maybe what you want help with um and then finally your names we love to know who we're talking to so both of your names is um really appreciated so then if we do have an initial call with you we know who we're talking to is there yeah. anything you think I've No, no, the name's a good one because, yeah, obviously usually it's like one person or the other that's kind of writing out the inquiry and stuff. So, yeah, they might not think about it. But, um, but yeah, it's really nice to, like, yeah, have both names. I always ask for it. If they don't put it in the inquiry form, then I always ask for it when I reply in the first email. But, um, yeah, it's always nice to know both people, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, most of stuff's pretty self-expansion, isn't it? And you, obviously, hopefully, most people will do that. Like, say, if they don't, you'll just ask for it. It's not the end of the world. But, yeah, it's good to have those down just so... People can get a good idea of like, yeah, am I available is the key one. Because obviously I don't want to waste people's time. Like if I'm not available, I'll also recommend other people. So, you know, you put your Wednesday down. If I'm not free, I'll reply to you with like, hey, here's some people who I really recommend that are free. So it's, you know, it's beneficial for them hopefully as well. Um, But yeah, obviously like date and venue and stuff are important. Just for me, if I need, you know, I do charge more if it's further afield. So I just need to know that. Um, I don't want to quote you the price and it's like, oh yeah, actually it's in London. I'm like, oh, I have to charge you more then. So, yeah, it's just nice to have it all. You know, I like to just give it to everyone straight, you know, with the price and stuff. So that's always good. But, yeah, otherwise, I just like to hear a bit about the couple. Like, I've got a little box on my website uh, form where I know a lot of people do as well. And I know people are like, oh, it's copy and paste. Whatever. Like, it, it, I don't really care about that. Like, I get it. You're probably, you know, imply, uh, inquiring with a lot of different suppliers, maybe a few photographers and stuff. So, like, I don't mind just writing out one once on, like, a Google Doc and then just copy and pasting it into my form. But, like, I like to know a bit about the couple, like, you know, how you met maybe, or if there's any funny stories around that, or just what you're into, what your general, like you say, your vibe is for the day. Like, 
Um, I try and weed people out a little bit from the start. So I have like favorite board game on my, as a question on my contact form. So like, you know, a lot of my couples fill it in, which is good. And, um, and yeah, sometimes I'll like find games I've never heard of, which is fun. And then my auto, so I always send an auto reply. So as soon as they inquire, they get an auto reply, um, with like the link to my pricing page again and stuff, just so they've got that. And like, just to say, you know, I've definitely got your email. I'll get back to you and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, in there I just throw in like my top 10 favorite board games and stuff. So it all kind of links in and hopefully like makes me stand out a little bit, but some people might be like, why on earth is he asking about a board game or like, why is he sending us this list of board, you know, stuff like that. And then maybe they're not a couple for me. I don't know. So, you know, it's still nice to jump on a call and stuff, but, um, but yeah, I try and add a little bit of personality in there, but that's all I really want from couples. Like, tell me a bit about you, about your day, like what you're planning, super relaxed. Is it, you know, are you trying to, I don't know, is it all like black tie and more formal? Like, you know, just, I don't know, give me a bit about you guys, you know, do you have a dog, what they're called, what type of dog are they? Like, what do you do in your day-to-day lives or whatever? I don't know, I'm just nosy or interested, I guess is more the term. But, um, but yeah, you don't have to write like a thousand words, but just a few sentences is always nice because, you know, you just get like two names, a date and a venue and it's like, ah, oh, be nice to know a bit more, you know, but. I think that is really key as well because, you know, you're working together we're all working together for quite a long time before the wedding and on the day and it's really important for us as much as it is for the couple that we're we're all going to get on and that you know their wedding suits the style of weddings that we really enjoy doing and that um, suits our personality because that's how they're going to get the best out of us and we're going to get the best out of you know working with them so I think it is making sure it's like a mutually sort of sound it's going to work going forward you touched about um touched on your about your contact page online and i think that's another really crucial thing to mention that it's really important to contact suppliers how they ask to be contacted so a lot of people on on instagram will have please don't dm me go through my website go through my contact page and i think it is really important that we respect those um wishes from our suppliers because they might not monitor their DMs. You know what Instagram's like. All of a sudden you've had a message and you've lost it because you've got tagged in five different photos and God knows what. Um, so it's really important that if your supplier said, here's my direct email, here's my contact page, or do DM me, that you're kind of following um, that process so that you can they can receive your um, inquiries and they are responding to you sort of in a timely manner because otherwise it may just get lost and they're not ignoring you. They just have never found it, which would be a shame. Yeah, DMs are a pain because you can't, well, as far as I know, you can't sort of put them at the top or star them or whatever. They just come in order. And obviously if people react to a story, then that's in there and stuff. And it's just, yeah, yeah. sometimes, you know, if you're super popular, not like me, but in general, if you have a lot of like, messages and interactions it's really hard to keep track like i like yeah my emails are handy because if you put it on my query form it comes through my email i can star it put it in its own little folder i've just got them all there Obviously, i always reply within a day anyway but um but yeah you know usually i reply straight away but if i don't at least i know i've seen it i can star it i can go back to it which is easy whereas yeah dms are a bit more pain and you know i have my phone number on there if people want to like whatsapp me and stuff i don't mind but yeah, you know, it's like if I've got WhatsApp or a normal text message or you might phone me, I don't know, it doesn't happen very often, but and then DMs and Facebook Messenger and, you know, you can sometimes people do it straight through that Google thing now. You know, if you Google, you can send a message like so many different platforms. It is quite hard to keep track. And yeah, I like it on my form because it goes straight in as a lead and stuff. So, yeah, I don't I don't 
like stipulate it on my Instagram. It's not the end of the world. I'll probably still reply to you, but yeah, it's just easier to get lost, isn't it? And like say some suppliers just don't want it at all. So it's, I would always say if you're in doubt, just do the website contact form because it's going to be probably the easiest way of getting all the information as well. Because most people put it out like I do. It's like your name, partner's name, date, event, you know, wedding location. Tell me a bit about you. Like it's pretty, you know, it's nice and straightforward. Whereas obviously if you're just writing out a message on Instagram, you've got to remember what you need to put in there and stuff. So it's... Uh... And you don't have to, yeah, you you don't have to worry that you're going to miss anything because we, if we haven't asked for it, then it's our own fault, isn't it? So, you know, it's, it's all there ready, ready to go. But yeah, it is, um, it, it is a hard, I do sometimes feel really sorry for couples starting planning a wedding because it is there is a lot to remember there is a lot to do it is it can be very overwhelming in the initial stages and you know sometimes you just kind of want somebody to reach out to somebody and and them go don't worry this is exactly what you need to do and and kind of go go from there don't you so hopefully our podcast will be helpful for that um, and the tips we give out on our Instagram but but yeah we do feel for you if you are feeling a bit overwhelmed this January and with kind of what to do yeah it is overwhelming it's fine suppliers like we get it like yes we work in the industry and we deal with it all the time but we understand like this is you know for a lot of people like you know the first time they're ever doing this or even if it's not the first time it's going to have probably been a while since they've done it and things change and so yeah we get it like people don't know when people ask you know, you might think, oh, it's a stupid question. And, the, you know, I don't ask it because it seems stupid, but it's not to us. Like, we get it. It's totally fine. Like, I don't mind. People ask me all sorts of crazy stuff. And you're like, it's fine. Like, they just, you know, they don't know the process. They don't get, you know, don't understand everything. And they're like, so, yeah, it's always just worth just reaching out, asking. I think most suppliers are pretty nice people. Like, most people working in the wedding industry are nice. This is the odd exception. But in general, I think you don't generally get on very well in the industry for long if you're just not a very nice person. So I really don't think there's any issue with reaching out. So, yeah find some suppliers you like reach out good luck with booking everything and yeah we've got loads of episodes planned for this year so it's gonna be fun it's got some great special guests and yeah hopefully just help with all your wedding planning so yeah give us a follow and send us any questions as well we'll happily answer questions on our next show and stuff so just drop us there's a contact form you can dm on our, the instagram actually for that one because it's not that busy so that's fine <laughs> I, will, I will write the questions down and reply to people and uh, we'll chat about them on the show. But yeah, thanks so much, Anna. I mean, New Year, exciting, always exciting. Lots of fun weddings to look forward to this year, which is good. Hopefully we'll catch up. We're going to catch up in person, right? Some point soon, maybe yes. February, March. I don't know, sometime before it gets too crazy. We'll record another one in person, which will be nice. Yeah, that will be really nice. Our last in-person one was with Freya, wasn't it? So yeah, it was like February, ages, March or something last year. So yeah. yeah cool. Definitely. Sounds good to me. Cool. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, Hannah. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to All Things Weddings. Subscribe for future episodes or head to allthingsweddingspodcast.com for all the show notes.